0: Our first guest of the show, Matt Cross, who's with us here this morning on Breakfast with the Kiwis. Morning to you, Matt. How's things? Yeah, fantastic. Thank you, Jordan. Hello to you. Hello, Butch and everybody uh, over there in the Land inland in Australia. Just uh, parked up by Christchurch Airport at the moment. Been out running a couple of errands and Rickerton Park is about, as the crow flies, a couple of k's away from me. And I can tell you that it is a stunner of a day here. Probably the best day we have had since the good days left us back at uh, sort of the middle of autumn. We're about 15 degrees here today. Yesterday was good as well. So the reason I'm saying that is that the heavy nine track butch should really improve at least to an eight, maybe even a seven tomorrow with the day that we've got here today. So should be pretty fair going there. Rails out eight metres for a little bit of it, Thousand and eleven metres for the remainder. So that obviously says to us that if you're up front and getting away with some slow sectionals at any point of the race is there tomorrow, then you'll be very hard to run down, but looking forward to it.
1: Yeah, why wouldn't you be? Some cracking fields, and I thought uh, the first of them we were going to have a look at was race three for the three-year-olds, and gee, this is a good field, the likes of uh, Illicit Dreams, Viva Vienna there, uh, there's I Am Roman, the first starter out of the Pittman stable that's got uh, money with Warren Kennedy engaged, but this could be a pointer to uh, some nice three-year-old races through to the guineas.
0: Yeah, they'll get a really good guide. I, I guess this is the race where, this and the, along with the Canterbury Bell, there's a few reputations on the line. A lot of these horses are flying in track work at home, but race day can be a totally different story. One horse that's proven on the track, though, but she's illicit dreams, won the Champagne Stakes. I guess the query is the barrier draw for her, drawn out in barrier number 12. Tegan Newman knows her well, though. It should be hard to beat. Viva Vienna, who was good enough to beat Ethereal Star in her know how good ethereal star is it was a, a typical opie possum ride in the trial at Av- uh, avondale uh, back on the 15th of august just letting her go through her gears late in the piece she's going to be hard to stop particularly from barrier number three i am roman has to be respected really nice trial looks a very willing horse he, he's got 2,000 guineas written all over him i am roman well related and number four mogul this horse has shown plenty as well another one who will be on a 2000 guineas path you're leaving out some horses in there with good ability out of your top four one two five and four I think between illicit dreams and Viva Vienna they should be fighting the finish out
1: yeah really looking forward to it thousand metres they'll go helter skelter let's have a look at the quad e-race five the pride's easy feed open sprint and uh, Look, real interest here, the 1,000 metres is going to be short of the best for a number of these runners, not for Shalar though, and interestingly enough, Opie Bosson down at Rickett doesn't get down there outside of the big carnivals very often, but obviously engaged for a number of the powerful Tiakau runners.
0: Yeah, and he's a horse who has sprinted well at Riccarton Park in the past, he was just about favourite for the Pegasus. Last year, our feature 1,000-metre sprint during Cup League, things didn't work out for him there, though, and I guess with his experience and the fact that he's proven over 1,000 metres and that he can get himself up onto the pace, he'll be really hard to run down and, and Opie on as well as another tick, too. So, shall I hard to beat? I thought number 11 specialty, all things being equal, I think he's the horse with the most potential in the race. We saw him competitive. He was the most competitive of the South Islanders in those three-year-old races, last year. He was of course good enough to pick up a Guineas race down in the south and was the first of the South Islanders home as well in the two thousand guineas. He's having his first run back. The concern could be with the apprentice on, but he does get out of his ground and he's sort of running home for fourth or fifth and and looking like a really promising horse. But I think if they go hard and he can get away on the front foot specialty, they'll know he's there. Amberito, number four, is a very zippy mare, the claimed suit. She's got a really nice gait as well. And feeling the power, number five, although the 1,000 metres will be too short for him, he loves Rickett Park, and he's such a willing horse, and so versatile, that 1,000 metres, 1,400, 1,600, he will probably run as well across any of those distances, so put him in the mix as well. I was with Specialty to beat Chella. could easily go the other way, and around that, the four and the five, and maybe a wee out as well for the buffer. He was a horse who really found himself through his last campaign, didn't he, Butch? He sort of battled around in rating 65 company for quite some time, and well, I don't know what clicked with him, but he went on, and he, he did a great job, including winning the Kamara Gold Nuggets, so good to see him back as well.
1: Yeah, for sure. It's good for you. Race six, uh, second leg uh, of the Quaddy, a wide open affair here. Uh, money for Cote de Buurne, who's won two in a row, OP rides uh, for the Walker Bergeson team. I tell you that it's business times a good horse. I just don't know 1200 fresh up, but I do know she will be very competitive in uh, some good races as the carnival progresses.
0: Yeah, she's got Copeland's written all over here, hasn't she? It's business time. I, I thought her trial was super. It was was such a good trial from her. And although, like you say, the 1,200 metres might be too short, it's not a brilliant field. There, there are some handy sprinters in there. I think her class is going to take her pretty close to getting yeah. over the line. So I'm, I'm going to put her on top. It's business time. Nine, watch out in the second. Has a really nice gate to work with. She might not get away with it here up front, but it is a slightly easier race than her most recent effort where she was brave and third over the 1400. Cote de Bone, I guess the query is the barrier draw, but he ran 108.85 on the synthetic last time, smashing the track record. So he's very fast and he follows speed well. I guess the question will be, can he carry that form onto the track, which is likely to be in that soft range. I just wonder if if with his turn of foot, we might be looking at him being at his best when he can get on to, say, a three, a four, maybe even a five might be a stretch for him in terms of showing the speed that he showed on the poly last time. But his class will take him close. And the eight Mary Wecker, very tough mare, 53 and a half kilos on her back. i will certainly know she's there. But, you know, was with its business time, I'm like you, Butcher. I think she's a properly good horse. And I'd be very surprised if she wasn't winning one of the feature races across the spring.
1: Yep. I couldn't agree any more. She's a very, very good race mare. Righto, race seven, uh, another one uh, that's a competitive uh, race. I know you've been a va- fan of uh, Burnview in the past with the rail out and the good draw. Is this a race that Burnview can dominate?
0: Yeah, I think so. I-, I looked at this race a few times and there's a lot of horses in here who are probably looking for heavy going, the likes of Taramia Lad and Louis Leway, even a horse like Frankie the Fox. In recent times, has run his best races on on the heaviest surface. So, like you said, I thought Burnview, Barrier 3, Roll 4, Dictator. I think they probably could have gone a wee bit harder with him last time. He got such an easy lead and then just tried to walk them in that race over 1,800. Then it got attacked at the 1,000. There was probably an opportunity there to control the race up front, which they didn't do. Coming back to the mile, I think that they would have learned a lot from that last run and they might run it at a bit more of an even tempo. And the fact that the rail is out, and you know that he'll be up front, hard to stop. Eight years back. I think the weight brings her right into play. 1,600 is good. She likes Rickden as well. She's an older man now, so might have just taken those couple of runs to get herself back to her best. Powerful Moss number six is a horse who's racing well. They sort of put him in with the weight factor as well. Outclassed at the ratings, but courtesy of his 54 kilos, he's got to be in it. And Louis Bay is a very consistent horse want to see that track dry out completely he does want a little bit of sting out of the ground and the mile will suit him as well three eight nine and two in the penultimate
1: and the ultimate race eight the race course hotel and motor lodge uh, look uh, a good one uh, resuming mazabin with uh, op to do the riding short of its best will be 1400 but gee this was a, a competitive and even race
0: yeah, I thought you could bet against Mizzabine. I think possibly, well, on her record, might be the best horse in the race, but drawn in the car park, first up over 1,400 metres, when she's probably looking for further, might be a good chance to bet against her. And number six, John Rocco, Got a lot of time for this horse. He came a long way. Through his last campaign, even warranted a trip up north into the uh, stakes race there at Awa Purnie, where he was only beaten four and a half lengths and behind Arby. That was over 2,000 metres. He's probably looking for that 1,600, 2,000 again, but off his trial, I think he'll sprint well, push up over the 14. Six on top, three, tough time. He's a horse who can get himself up onto the pace the 60 kilos. It was a really strong trial from him back on the 15th of August. Five, Chibano. I think his confidence is up after his last run. And the eight Victor Rouge, enigmatic. Wouldn't surprise if he won. Uh, Jockey last time suggesting that the holding track wasn't in his favour. Well, he's not going to get a holding track tomorrow. Uh, that should dry out a whole lot more. So six, three, five, and eight, Butch, to wrap up the programme
1: yeah for sure look thanks for your time must be an exciting time of year the, the harness racing starting to build towards cup week uh, this card uh, uh, the real start of uh, a build towards the next couple of months as we head through uh, some nice races some guineas races into the carnival so an exciting time in uh, christchurch
0: yeah it is it's it really is across both codes and we're very fortunate to be able to be covering both codes over here and um yeah we'll no doubt see a few of the better harness horses stepping out over the next few weeks and the intrigue for me, Butch, around the thoroughbred races is the placement. Trainers are often looking in the long term and just trying to see how they can win maximum amounts of prize money but still get into those good races without having to carry too much pudding. So, yeah, it's a fine art. And I'm sure that there'll be a few sleepless nights over the next month or so for trainers in both codes.
1: Good on you, Matt. Enjoy uh, the uh, weekend. Enjoy the calling at uh, Rickerton. Appreciate your time.
0: Yeah, thanks, guys. Have a good one.